0: Welcome to the Positively Practical podcast, an adventure in learning with me, Lydia Krupp. This podcast will focus on all the ideas, discussion topics, thoughts, learning opportunities that I come across in my current position in instructional technology. If you've ever participated in a Flipgrid sing-a-song, then you know who my guest is this week. Claudio is another member of my personal learning network and definitely one of those faces I search for in a crowd at conferences. He's very friendly, very knowledgeable. I'm excited to hear all the ideas and reflections and experience he has to offer this week.
1: Awesome. Well, hey, my name's Claudio Zavala Jr. I'm currently an instructional technology coordinator in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and I also have my own little side hustle stuff that I do. I am Claudius.com and do all sorts of stuff with uh, consulting and Twitter management and helping out with all sorts of different projects that uh, I've connected with several different uh, edtech companies. So it's been an amazing, amazing journey and Super excited to be here with you.
0: Excellent. Okay, so then, how did you end up working in instructional technology?
1: So journey wise, I would say, um, I, I in fact, that today I did the math. Uh, it's been in education for twenty four years. I can't believe it. It's been that.
0: Wow, that long you years. do not look old enough for that. Well, well done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, well, that's a, I, I get. I I guess it's a, I owe it to my parents' genes. You know, it's a. Uh, it's 24 years in education. It's been just an amazing journey. And um, just seeing how the shifts in education happen, paradigms and all that. So I've, I've been through plenty. I've seen plenty, but um, about 13 years teaching in the classroom. And like the last two to four years that I was teaching in the classroom, that, that this has been maybe 12 years ago, I, I started doing a lot more with tech integration in the classroom uh in fact i purchased my own um multimedia projector i remember the the bulb would get extremely hot like literally Mm -hmm. burn your finger hot yeah it it was just one of these old old ones um i don't even remember when it was made but i was super excited i think i bought it for like 50 bucks from a guy and i was super excited using it vga connecting it to my old i had an old uh, macbook that i bought kind of my own and started doing a lot of uh Projects with students, so we did presentations and PowerPoint back then, and um, I started doing a lot more of that. And my principals asked me, you know, would you be interested in being like a technology liaison? I would give you a stipend and give you some days off, and you can work with the different teachers, even do some some manual stuff like like checking the the stuff is plugged in, helping people connect to the internet. Back then, it was. um I, I remember helping out with this grant that we, we got about $25,000. And we had these IMAX. They were the, the big colorful ones. Yes. So we had 25 mm-hmm. of them. And I taught a combo grade. I taught a third and fourth grade at that time. It's crazy. And when I, that's, That was in California. So the, it was a lot of that. I taught three, four. I, I taught four, five. But this year, the grant was like for third grade. But because I taught three, four, I I got to can get about five of those computers so we split them up between five teachers so um, you know I got the day off so here I am lugging around 25 old um, IMAX, setting up the tables for the teachers and plugging them on in Ethernet cables back then putting it to one switch and going to one uh, dropbox and um, and I, I don't even remember the speed back then I could imagine but it, this is how old it was it was like Netscape. That was like the.
0: Yes, answer. yes. Uh-huh. Yep.
1: <laughs> and so um, I did a lot of that and I did some training and part of the grant was also training the teachers. So we would meet before school I'd bring cupcakes and stuff. And, then, you know, I, I was really good friends with a lot, a lot of teachers. They, they were very supportive and they would come and, um, and they got paid to to be there, too. So it was really neat. So that was just kind of inspired me to work with teachers and, and just kind of jump into that ed tech instructional tech field. Moved out here to Texas, taught for a couple of years and then opportunity came up in Fort Worth and twelve years later I'm I'm still doing it and, and I I love working with teachers and sharing different ideas and on, on how to creatively integrate tech and, and I always say it's not about the tech tool, it's always about the instruction, but it's just another tool like, like a chalk was back in the day. And and I taught back in the day. I had I had chalk in my in my hands yes. and I had all that dust in my pocket too. It was just Old te- it's just a different type of technology and and i think um you know now gosh we have so many you know we got apps and we've got devices and websites and so many different things that it's it's one of the jobs now it's like vetting certain things and seeing the educational value some things are are very fluffy they look great and they're not and, and some are don't look as fluffy and they're like whoa that's pretty powerful and so that's kind of some of the you know I'm sure you've seen some of the things that we'll we'll look at. We'll go to these conferences conferences and see some cool things and then you start to dive deep and well, that's too expensive. Or there's this one does it for free. And and so um, but yeah, it's that's the long journey to where I'm at now and um enjoy doing it.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned a couple of interesting points. Um, when you talked about how you purchased the projector and you got your Mac, you hooked it up. And I think, and I believe it was Martine and mentioned this too a few episodes back, but like all of us, I think that was our initial interest. We were buying the cables, Mm -hmm. we were using our own computers, we were, you know, hacking into the network, like, we were trying to do whatever we could. And it is interesting, when you see, we came from that place, right, where Mm -hmm. we're trying to show people, no, look how cool it is to now you're right. It's more of a we're handed stuff. But you know, our job is now is this viable? Is this good stuff? Is this worth um, having in the classroom? You know, people are willing to say, yeah, sure devices, but it's more like, well, is this the correct device for what we're asking students to do? And, and even when you mentioned it is about the instruction period. And, and I think that's a big part of what we do too, that we have those instructional backgrounds and that's why it's different. This isn't a matter of a price point on how many laptops we get, right? Mm-hmm. This is about if we're using these in the classroom, instructionally speaking, are they doing what they can do? And you're right. It's been an interesting journey. And the fact that it sounds like you've seen a whole lot of it. Um, I've only been doing instructional technology for about six years. So uh, I, I came in on the much like the Google Classroom end yeah. that had started being a thing. So to hear yeah. about going even further back and yes, I remember those <laughs> yeah. colorful iMacs. I really Wonderful. do. Yeah. They are really cool. So that's amazing. That is that is an interesting journey. And so that is definitely gonna provide a, pers- a perspective I haven't had yet as someone starting way at the very beginning mm-hmm. versus like me, I came in kind of towards once stuff. Started picking up a little bit more. Um, so currently, then, so you're an instructional technology coordinator. Mm-hmm. So how does your district design all of that out? Like, are you in charge of people that are on campuses, or are you on a campus?
1: So we, I'm I'm on a team of threes, and we're kind of based in the in the tech building, like we call it the hub. And we, the way I'm I'm at now in the district I'm at now it's you know we kind of split the campuses so um i actually work with the sixth through 12th grade and my my colleagues work with the the k k through fifth and so that's kind of how we split it up and we're all doing the same role we're helping educators you know and integrate the tech into the classroom um it's i think i think it's four years now that i've been there i lose track like i'm losing track of the days now um, and we all are yeah. it's okay <laughs> and so looking at really like like the tools we will vet them but also you know um, we've offered different trainings it's it's always a challenge because obviously we're competing with um, you know not this year with state testing but this year I guess we're competing with COVID <laughs> so yes mm-hmm. um, and you know, it. I think for the past six months, we've seen—of oh, six months, two months—we've seen more teachers jump into wanting, part partly because they had to, but also, you know, they're teaching from home. So we need these tools. And, and I am like, "Well, I, don't, I didn't even know we had this." You know, well, we, we've been preaching this for three something years, and and exactly the necessity kind of brought out the the necessity for them to learn it. And you know, how, how can I use this? with How can I teach my students from home? And um, so, the, you know, you, you mentioned Google Classroom. We were using Google Classroom. That's kind of like our our makeshift LMS. Um, we don't have like a Canvas or some other tools like that that, that kind of integrate with the gradebook. So we're using Google Classroom. So providing those trainings. So we've seen a ton now just kind of um, get a little bit excited about the different tools. So, you know, we, we've I've done some Flipgrid sessions, I've, Adobe Spark sessions on, on all the three different ones, um, using Google Slides for presentations, creating instructional videos, so many different ones. So that right now we saw like a huge amount of use. And now with the year kind of wrapping up, we kind of seen a, a little drop just because people kind of grades were turned in. And now it's kind of like, well, okay, we're almost done with the school year. So kind of thinking ahead. We're, there's probably going to be a huge component of this online learning, so it's now where the focus is kind of shifted. In you know, we need to develop some sort of online coursework for teachers. We're kind of thinking now of almost setting up not like a university, but kind of a, a, a district um, where we'll do like a course. We'll we'll have some like on-demand ones you can go kind of at your own pace, but we'll have some actual like um we're going to work on this is an instructional videos course and it'll take what let's say three months or something like that what what, the semester i'm not sure yet exactly on the timeline but the teachers will sign up for the course and we'll kind of go together they'll be recorded so if they miss it they can watch it but they'll have assignments to turn in and um and then have a kind of a finished product at the end so it's it's kind of still like in the in the brainstorming phase and kind of thinking things out. Well, the the challenge is always, you know, the the carrot. What's going to make the teacher want to do this? You know, if oh. there's always if there's no money, then what's going to interest the teacher to want to do this? You know, I, 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 a lot of us you were talking about had that intrinsic motivation to mm-hmm. get into tech, but uh, I, you know, I don't think. And, and I'm not trying to say this, you know, everybody should, but, you know, some people just don't have the, the intrinsic motivation to, to learn, to, to keep learning. They just like, I just, I'm, I got, I'm, I'm teaching, I got a job and, you know, and I stopped learning, but you know, you never really should stop learning.
0: Oh, I agree. Uh, that's something actually, I speak a lot with uh, people I work with, like how, how do you make sure that the people you bring into the classroom are lifelong learners, because you're right. No one should ever stop learning. And, and what happens is if an educator enters in a classroom and says, okay, I'm a teacher, I'm done. Yeah. That means, you know, 10 years down the road, they're still teaching yeah. like they did when they stepped in that classroom and the world has moved on. Mm-hmm. So it does become problematic. So I, it's interesting you bring that up. Um, I did want to circle back. So you definitely do professional development. Mm-hmm. It sounds like I also work with our professional learning department. We also work with curriculum so um in your district do do all of you so it sounds like you report to technology um but do you do you also work with any particular curriculum or do y'all have a professional development department or anything like that
1: Yes we do so we're we're kind of housed within um like the umbrella of of technology and it's always been i think from in many of the districts i've been in it's a, it's been very siloed for so many years and now we're seeing you know, we need to, you know, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not good at social studies. Like I enjoy social studies. Like I, I'm, I love history, but as far as teaching it, I'm not an expert in, in math, but if we can work together with the, the curriculum people, the curriculum team and, you know, say we, we have to teach this teak and it's about, um, you know, um, diagramming the, uh, spanish-american war like a map or something like that so then then that's where we can kind of jump in and say well here's several tools you can use to diagram and so that's kind of where we're going at now you know it's 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 been many years trying to do that and so it's getting those silos to break down and kind of work together yes so that's where that's it, kind of it's going to and and the the challenge always is i think is um the challenge is always um, words being directed from. So when I say that, so it, it almost needs to be oh, I'm trying to say the the right, the, say it the right way so I don't get in trouble. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I understand it, that as it's well. Almost yes. like, it almost like the, um, it, it almost has to come from the top, you know, the, the, the you know, the leadership has like, you know, we need to work together and, and it's hard working together, you know, we're doing. We're trying to work together down here, and then when you you have all these ideas, and then people say, "Well, no, that's not the way we're going to do it." They're like, "Oh, okay." You know, we did all this work, and so, um, it, it's it's a it's a mindset. It's a shift, and, and we're hoping that by doing this and like we package it, and present it, it's like, "Hey, look, we worked together. We did this, and here's kind of what we're doing." I'm like, "Oh, cool. Let's keep at it. Keep going." So, we're, we're we're kind of taking that approach, and um, you know, we're we're, we're hoping to see what happens especially you know I, I think I've talked with many people about and about what's going on with COVID and it kind of almost forced a shift in education I, I wouldn't say almost mm-hmm. it did you know we, we I was talking with someone the other day is like we've got 200 years of education that's been a certain way and and all of a sudden we were forced to move in this different direction and I think this is it's been an impetus for a lot of that collaboration. And I, I've talked to others and I think that's happening with many districts they are like, they're reaching out to the ed tech people. and like, we need you. We need you. Like, well, we've been saying it for so many years, but okay, we're here.
0: Right. <laughs> and, and yeah, and you, and, and I wouldn't worry about uh, offending any powers that be. I think what you say is very universal actually, which is also why I wanted to do this podcast because I think we are always trying to be a little diplomatic about, yeah, but if, if leadership's not invested, then, you know, teachers won't do it either. Right. And we see the same thing. Um, the campuses that are successful, it's because they Mm -hmm. have administrators Mm -hmm. who are like, yeah, let's get in this, come visit my teachers, come help us, show us, you know, what can technology do for our kids in the classroom, you know? And so that actually is a very universal thing. And the silos, you brought up the silos. That is something that's driven me crazy for years because you're, it is, it's just a conversation. Let's just, my goodness, pick up a phone. Let's talk. If you don't want to, you know, walk over to my building or whatever it is. And, and as unfortunate as a pandemic is it, it, I think it basically shoved everyone out of the silos and said, you don't have a choice. If we're going to get through this, we, we do have to do it together. And so you're, you're exactly correct. And this did create a shift in, in some thinking because now people do have to ask, okay, we know you've been trying to tell us this, but what was that one thing yeah. one more time? And, and it is, in it, some days it is a little frustrating because you're like, yeah, I've said this 20 times a year for five years, <laughs> yes. but, and, but, but you have to, you know, but sometimes it's really cool because it's the person you least expected to be open to yeah. an idea. And then they're like, well, I kind of taught myself how to do this because I thought it might be helpful, but I'm coming to you because I want to make sure I'm on the right track and you're, it's it's like, Whoa, Hey, okay, cool. So I agree. And, and, um, I do appreciate the, you know, like trying to be as diplomatic as possible about that. But I think, uh, people are realizing, you know, we can't doing it because it's the way it's always been done just isn't going to work anymore. It just won't. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then, um, if someone said, what do you do for a living? How do you usually reply? So
1: um, at this point of the car- my career, so what, what I say is um, my role is to help educators integrate and innovate in the classroom with technology. So um, also, in addition to that, I say that my passion is to help people tell stories. So, you know, it's kind of like Ooh. one of my, that's one of my, I guess part of my side hustle that I enjoy doing is helping people tell stories, helping, helping people get their story out and, and helping give them the tools to do that. So I'm kind of like blending it in now with, when I do with, with my actual work work is, you know, you know, students have a story to tell. They have something to share. You know, it's instructional. Yes. They're, they're going through, you know, um, understanding what's going on with, something a history lesson or something but at the same time they're they're telling a story of, of what they're learning about so it's giving them tools to be able to tell stories so that's kind of like where i'm at this point i'm like i want to help everyone tell a story and i want to empower you give you the tools share different things that you can use to tell a story um you know i'm a, a big advocate on you know why changing it up you know you've always done let's we're going to do a book report. Why do we do a book report? Because it's always been, you know, I did book reports because that's what I, mm. I learned to do when I was in school. And it was everybody right. reports. And now it's like, well, instead of doing a book report, when to give students a choice and maybe someone does want to do a report, like an essay, go for it. But if someone wants to create a video, go for it. Someone wants to create a, a song, a scene, an art, they're all going to do it their own way, but they're all going to share their understanding of what they're learning. So that's kind of one of the, the, one of the things that I try to kind of push and it's easy to always go with the, 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 the usual traditional method or, or, or artifact, but you know, you're going to get 30 of the same thing. This yeah. way you're like, yeah, it's going to be still more challenging as far as how you may grade it. But, um, you know grading is a whole nother conversation we can have but it's it <laughs> it know, is it, indeed <laughs> you know this is just giving the student i think it's helping educators and and in get into that mindset that you know um really to help be a be a facilitator of the students not be the you know what's that old that i could don't be the sage on the stage what's that that term uh, guide on the side, don't be a sage on the stage, be a yep. guide on the side, you know, because, and um, yeah, just, just trying to help really make a difference in students' lives. That's that's kind of where I'm at right now.
0: I love that you want to help people tell their stories. Um, I did like to innovate and integrate with tech, but I, that is a great way, because in, in life, isn't that what we're all trying yep. to do, is tell our story. Yep. We want to be heard, we want to be seen, we want our stories to matter, and I mean that. As, as educators, that's what we want to stu- to we want students to find and use their voice and so I absolutely love that um, one thing you uh, mentioned is that student choice and this is one thing that as uh, you know you look back at your teaching mm-hmm. career and when I look back at the things I did because I was an English teacher I'm ashamed of mm-hmm. some of the things I asked my kids to do because it was very, um, ordinary. Yeah. It was very recipe, yeah. right? Like I assigned an essay and I got 150 yeah. of the exact same thing back, you know? And I'm like, oh, I would never do that again. It is about, I am not here to see how well you can write a paper. I understand writing is a skill, yeah. but what I, what I mean is the skills I need you to have are research. Do you know how to find information? Do you know how to filter it? Do you know how to synthesize it? And if you can do that with a song, you've done it. If you can do that with a website, you've done it. If you can do that in an essay, you've done it. And it's just the grading then becomes skills-based, not did you put your name on your paper? And I, I really like that you brought that up because that is one of the biggest things that I've learned and really seen just moving from the classroom to this position, like the importance of what are we grading on? Are we grading on the fact the kid could answer 10 problems? Or are we grading on the mastery of the topic and, and the, and how much learning the kid was empowered to do. And so telling stories and giving student choices. Yes. Both of those are wonderful. And uh, I've took notes. I loved it. Um, So then uh, we're going to, okay, let's go on and uh, talk about like your favorite thing in your current, current role. And maybe a misunderstanding that you're hoping people, will um can get through and get past to understand it, what it is that you do uh,
1: how how i'll do the misunderstanding first cuz that one this, this okay. one always in, in even outside of of education people that i family members and it's like oh he's an IT guy i was like no i'm not an IT guy uh huh I, I, yep. I know how i know how to i know how to you know set up a network at home i know how to get all my stuff set up and you know i can get all stuff ready for my live stream show plug in cables here and that and uh, and and set up IP address on my computer all that I, I can do that I can work on my own stuff but that's not my job like I, I tell people when 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 I meet people for the first time in a district and maybe new teachers and it's like I'm 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 not the nuts and bolts guy I'm the how do I use this with this lesson guy like how can I use this tool with this lesson I like that and so mm-hmm. that's, that's the big misunderstanding. And so another ma- big misunderstanding is, you know, some, because it's on the computer, oh, it's a tech, it's a tech thing. It's like, no, that's, that's actually HR. <laughs> that's, that's part of HR. Right. That's, that's part of, you know, uh, communications or that's, that's, that's uh, facilities and, you know, but because they fill it out on a, on a web, it's like, oh, they call someone like, Hey, can you help me? I'm like, yeah, you might need to put a ticket for that because I don't know, how, you know, I don't have access to all that stuff. So. so that's like the first thing is like the misunderstandings. But, uh, I think my, my favorite, my favorite thing about my role is, is when when I get to work with educators and, and see how making it makes an impact on students. So in case I'll give you an example, I was working with a, a high school teacher on a, he's, he's, uh, I want to say, kind of like a mar- he was a marketing teacher, so they asked me to present and share with students about digital citizenship and, and, and really like like um, being safe on the web. And I, I forget the exact topic, like the the title of the class, but so it was just very conversational. And, and it was those are the the moments that I enjoy is, is being able when I can still like connect with students and teachers and be in that environment. That's that's like my favorite part of it. Um, you know not not when my least favorite part is <laughs> sitting in meetings <laughs> Oh my
0: gosh! yeah you know, that, that was, was my least favorite my part least when favorite I was still part. in the classroom too so, yeah, yeah, so I don't think that'll ever change you know,
1: <laughs> but just like just my way especially of, my my way of, of of therapy is just being able to say that but yeah I would say that's the, my favorite part it's like when I can work with a teacher and see how the what I've shared with them and see how transfers to a student and be able to see the work that they've created based on what I shared that's like that's like that excites me
0: absolutely that uh yeah but I'm sure that's what excited you as a teacher too Mm -hmm. right like once the student gets it they have their aha and they're sharing and so yeah uh, in this position you're right it's cool because I kind of get that double way of an excitement because like like the teacher will get it. You'll see the aha in the teacher mm-hmm. and then you'll see them create this fantastic lesson and, and give it a try. And so that's exciting. And then one of their kids or two of their kids or a whole classroom of their kids does something amazing with that, which excites the teacher, which also I'm like, yes. And so we get that like chain reaction. And so you're right. That's where that reward is, is seeing all those light bulbs go off. And then, or even when a teacher or a student I work with them, but then they do something I never would have even thought to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, yes, yeah, this is yeah. all of this is great. So that is a good thing to like about your yeah, position. Yeah. Um, we've already talked about really that, you know, COVID-19 mm-hmm. is is this, this pandemic has really changed how we're reviewed and the necessity, like people are starting to knock on our door saying, okay, yeah, I know you've been saying this, but now we need it. Yeah. So like um, that's already started changing some things. Do you have any advice or recommendations that you'd like to offer teachers who are navigating online learning right now? Or I know we're coming yeah. to the end of it, but possibly navigating no. it in the future.
1: Yeah, because we just don't know how, this the we just don't know how it's going to be the summer and the fall. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard of different districts saying, you know, we're, we're going to develop an online virtual school in addition to physical school. Um, I've heard of in uh, fact like my son, it's, it's college, they're going all, all online for the fall. Like he's, he's not excited about that. Cause he'd rather go, but I, I understand. So, um, so I think it'll still be there. So some tips for teachers, I mean, is, is especially if you have, if you have time off, enjoy time off for sure. Get some rest. But uh, as you start to kind of gear, gear up for the fall and you, you, you'll start, to, you may start to really realize or get notification, you know, we are going to move to a virtual halftime or something. So some kind of some tips to, to navigating the online uh, learning and teaching it, it first off is try to get as much as you can, as far as learn as much as you can. Teaching online, I think it's, is very different than teaching in person. Um, you, yes, it you, is. Mm-hmm. You almost, and I think, like we we've talked about earlier, it's this is a good thing I think, but it's 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 a challenge obviously. You know, you can't sit and talk for, and, and even, if you were talking before for like thirty minutes with students before online, that needed to be changed anyway. So this is you know.
0: I agree. You, you yes. Keep it keep it
1: short. I think that's one of the things is when, when I was doing some trainings, and I'll share like we were, I was talking about instructional videos and there's some tools out there you you can record up to 10 minutes up to 30 minutes and it's like but why do you want to record that long um exactly i i i I, this is like i guess here's like my analogy for this is when you're teaching online is think of think of a uh, a nugget meal like a chicken big nugget meal you got those 28 whatever 6 10 20 i've seen 20 packs chicken nuggets so they're little morsels now, think of your whole instruction as being the whole box. Well, you, you, you know, some of your students may be able to handle that whole box, but not everybody. You know, w- what I would say is give the videos, if you're going to teach online, chunk it up in pieces. Give them little nuggets, little morsels. You know, do three-minute segments, record three-minute segments. If it's going to be something you're recording ahead of time, do a three-minute segment and then, you know, then you have your, like, activity that they'll do. And then do the next three minutes. You know, chunk it up. That's that's kind of what I would say it's it's. You you you're gonna realize that the attention span online. You, you're competing with Netflix. You're competing with Disney. You're competing with all these different uh, web uh, services, the stream, and YouTube, obviously. So, I would say, go and watch what your students are watching, and see how they're being. You know they're being entertained, obviously. But what is grasping their attention? How? What are some of the things that those the these YouTubers are doing? You know, my my daughter's watching this guy, and my son watches him too. And it's like it, all he does is Minecraft stuff. But you know, I'm not saying you're going Minecraft. Yes. But what is it's the conversation he's having? He's he's being entertaining, obviously. Um, you almost have to you go you you almost going to have to kind of take that in and do a little bit of you know everybody's got their personality obviously i'm not saying everybody needs to become a celebrity star or something like that but you're going to have to kind of bring in some of those things bring um if it's something as when you're doing your videos pop up little have little pop-ups come out here and there use humor obviously um whatever's going to keep your students attention because it's going to be a challenge in person versus online it's i've I've, I've seen. Um, use a variety of tools. I, I've seen uh, responses from students. Their students that are "Like, I'm tired of just responding video." Uh, some students are like, "I don't, I hate these these uh, chat boards where all we're doing is typing stuff." So, you know, see what your students are doing and figure out what they, what the, what, what is that they, how is their learning modality? I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but what, what do they? what's the best way to reach your students? And if it's through video, if it's through chats, it's, you know, use a combination of stuff though. Um, take the time off. If you've got time off in the summer and kind of start kind of researching all that kind of stuff So that, that would be my, my long, long recommendation You're- for <laughs> navigating this new world.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. And, and you made some great points. I, I do like the idea of the chicken nugget meal because I, I every so sunday after church Mm -hmm. the thing is we always get mcdonald's for lunch right Uh like that's the thing and you're right like what you know my youngest he used to only be able to eat the four piece now he can eat the six piece my oldest likes the 10 piece i i get the 10 piece but i can really only eat eight so i give two to my oldest (laughs) you know like it and i like that i that that image like maybe the whole container of a 20 piece is what you have but not every kid can eat 20 in one sitting and so I really, I really like that visual actually. And then the other thing I think teachers are starting to realize too, and even some um, leaders in, in instruction. I mean, I know I dealt with this, leaving the classroom, coming to this current position, just this idea of what can I let go control of, Mm -hmm. right? Like, what can I give over to the learner? Um, But also not everything that comes out of my mouth is golden, Mm -hmm. So they, they don't have to hear every single thing I say, right? I can give them five minute video. They don't need the whole hour and a half yeah. lecture, right? So it's, it's having to come to terms with in this new way of learning, it's okay if we let go of it all. So it is knowing what is that chunk going to look like? What is that morsel going to look like? Mm-hmm. And then if people want more, they'll seek out more yeah. and you can have those conversations. But I do, I really like that visual and you're right. Just mix it up a bit, have a chat here, do a video here, but allow this, the learners to be part yeah. of that experience. Oh, yes. So, okay, then um, we've kind of talked about the future of this role. I think, you know, the virtual schooling, mm-hmm. online schooling, something I know we also are talking about is how, helping communicate that what we've been doing is not true. Online learning, mm-hmm. what we've been doing is, everybody survived right. till summer right. um so i know we'll both everyone will be be facing that but if you had to define instructional technology or digital learning or, or whatever we're going to call an online learning mm-hmm. to someone in a couple of sentences how would you define that
1: i would i would say um that it's you you're you're blending the philosophy of of, of education pedagogy you're, you're you're blending that with with a, a digital tool, and and you're just finding a way to merge the two and blend up together, uh, so they'll be cohesive or and and, and provide a, a space and opportunity for someone, and I just say anybody to, to for anybody to learn. So it's 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 merging the two, blending the two, and just it's 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 the I would say the art of of merging the two and finding those learning opportunities with, with those two.
0: I like that. And I, I really like that you highlighted for anyone to learn, because I know that's a big deal is that equity piece and that making sure that learning is personalized and differentiates so that the learner is the one benefiting. And we're not just doing the same thing for everybody all at yeah, once. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So The last question I have is, um, you know, what else would you would like to share that maybe I didn't ask about? However, I know you do indeed have your I am Claudius. You also are a big reason why um, I know I jumped into the Adobe Spark stuff um, because I know you do a lot with that as well. So anything you'd like to share is great. But those those two things I think would be great to hear about as well.
1: well. um, Yeah. So if you get a chance to check out my website, I am Claudius dot com and and I chose that name. I've had so many nicknames growing up and, and different ones. Claudio being my name, <laughs> and Claudius was one of the nicknames, and I was like, yeah, that sounds really neat. So I kind of took that moniker and and created the site. So it's just uh, resources and just a way to connect with me there as as well as on social media. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, at Claudio Zavala Jr. But um, and then you mentioned yeah, Adobe. Um, I'm an Adobe Ed leader, so I've been doing it for now two years, and um, it's a, it's a great community of of educators that you know creatives that that are educators and working out to to kind of expand out and reaching out other educators that are the the non-creative courses, you know, your your English courses, your science courses, you know, because um, you have your photography, your your graphic design classes. But we're trying to get everybody, because you know, creativity involves. Everyone and it can happen anywhere, uh, so I'm really glad to be a part of that. Um, something else too that I'm super excited about is is just how uh, I've been doing this now for two years. This is my YouTube channel, so if you go to YouTube, you can type type in claudio Zavala Jr. You can find me there or just YouTube.com forward slash I am Claudius, um, and it's just it's it's amazing. I, I, it's one of those things like. The passion that I have and, and sharing with others. It's really neat because I've actually gotten contacted by, by people who watch the video. They, hey, very helpful. Thank you for this. I've been looking for this. And, um, people that are in, in all of, on, across the globe. I mean, people contacting me from China, from, from, um, India, um, and which interestingly enough, I have a huge, uh, I would say like the second largest group of, of region group geographically has been India, which is interesting. Um,
0: that is interesting like
1: analytics you know i'm looking at them it's like you know u.s and mexico and uh, england but they're like a percentage coming from india i'm like wow that's interesting I, I, i was like okay um so i actually at some point started doing subtitles in in hindi so for for folks that are watching in india so but now, I, and now you're I, able
0: to do that on YouTube. Um, or did you yeah, have to like a hand do that Now, like... Chrome,
1: Chrome, the Chrome browser and YouTube has a built-in auto translate, so you can just oh. go there. And, so if you're if you're listening to this and from non English speaking countries, you you can do auto translate in YouTube with, using Chrome, the Chrome browser, which is pretty pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of probably um, the stuff I, you know, with with a lot of stuff being shut down, you know, there's no you know isti got moved moved down and a lot of conferences got canceled or postponed so you know um it's you know working you know us in the ed tech world are like oh we are not going to get to see each other like as often as we did you know it's like going to be a long stretch so um definitely if you're listening to this let's connect on on social media so um
0: yeah. I mean, that's how I, you and I yeah, met, right? Yeah. We started, we connected social media. And then when we went to TCA or ISTE or whatever, you were like, Hey, yeah, I exactly. know you. Hey, I know you. And so we, we all kind of ran in the same group. I I'll tell people that all the time. And and it's funny because I tell people too, the reason I love conferences, sure. I may have to travel hours away from home, but I get to see mm-hmm. people, even though they may live 20 minutes away from yeah. me, I get to see people, you know, in the same field and stuff like that. So yeah, I was really bummed. Some of this stuff got moved yeah. too. Um, Okay. Well, thank you so much. This is great. And I'll make sure to link all your information in the blog post that'll go with this podcast as well. Um, I thank you very much. I'm going to respect your time and let you get back to your day. So thank you very much, Claudio. And hopefully I'll talk to you soon. thank
1: Thank you for having me. We'll talk to you soon.
0: What a great discussion. I knew it would be very insightful and full of excellent ideas, especially the concept of helping each other tell our stories that definitely encourages us to listen to each other and to really understand where each other's coming from and the perspectives that we have in this world. So I loved that and definitely, definitely loved the idea of the chicken McNugget meal as a way to deliver online learning. Some kids can handle 20 nuggets at a a time. Sometimes they can only eat two or three. So how we present information to our students matters. And that's really what we should be doing as educators anyway. I would love to connect. Please feel free to reach out via Twitter at educroup, at educroupe, or you can visit the podcast website, which is podcastingcroup.blogspot.com, podcastingcroup, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-C-R-O-U-P-E.blogspot.com. And I'll meet you right back here next week for my next interview.